ladies and gentlemen, you have waited all week. Yeah, Boogie Cage. Throwing it down for things BMX is ready. I know I am. Check the ATV Airways. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the All Things BMX Show. It's going to be a wild Wednesday night. It's getting serious in here, ladies and gentlemen. We hope you're ready for episode 147. We are three episodes away from 150. I don't know what we're doing for 150, but it's going to be a good time. Tonight, we have 147 from Queensland with love. It's the best thing I could do on a play on a Bond show. Hence the suit, ladies and gentlemen. Travis is a uh, former professional BMX racer, currently a BMX coach, and he is ripping shit up in the Midwest, if you guys haven't noticed. He hangs out <laughs> down there at the Daytona, uh, Dayton, not Daytona, sorry, that's a Florida reference. Uh, and uh, we want to give a big shout out to Haro Florida Race Team for joining us this evening. Melissa's going to be joining us on the bougie satellite feed that we have, brought to you by Danger Snacks. Because they pony up for that. This is the snack that is the difference between dragon ass and hauling ass. And if you guys haven't done it, make sure you get over to their website and check it out. The opening song is brought to you by our good friend, Boogeyman himself. He had a wicked weekend over there at the state qualifier at Oldsmar. That was two weekends ago. Um, and he killed it this Saturday at the National. Uh, if you guys haven't done it, make sure you get over there and check him out. Check out his page. He's always putting in new music. Don't forget that you can support the show by sending Facebook stars and also joining us on our Buy Us a Coffee page. Melissa's studio is brought to you by our good friends at DeSoto BMX. It's going to happen right now. That's the best impression I can do of Chris Allen for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting better. It's getting better. Uh, and, it's getting better. Uh, 
I am hanging out in the C2It studios in Unit E right now. It's a party on the deck this evening. I'm telling you right now, uh, things are happening out there on the deck. The show chat is brought to you by BMX Rocks Photography. If you guys are hearing noise, it's coming from the party out there. They're getting loose this evening, Melissa. Um, <laughs> I'm jealous. Yeah. So our chat question for the, tonight's show is, it's it's a, it might be a little controversial. So, is it proper to race the world's qualifier if you're not gonna go? There you go. Want to know? Put your answers in the chat. Tonight's BMX showcase is brought to you by Answer BMX. Our BMX Newsmaker segment is brought to you by One Ten Nutrition for the best. Make sure you get check them out. Melissa's World Famous BMX Trivia is brought to you by Bombshell Racing System. Uh, when DJ Damon finally shows up here in Cape Coral, because uh, he missed his flight last weekend and never made it here, he's brought to you by Truth BMX Products. Our birthday shout-outs are brought to you by On Two Wheels and Mr. Chris Beer himself. The show opening is brought to you by the good people at Gate 9. <laughs> and man, I was talking to him the other day. He is still backlogged. On order. Sorry, Melissa's on a, a a screen over here, and Travis is on one here. So if you guys see me looking left and right, I normally have a, <laughs> a, a co-host, so I don't do that. But that's what's happening this evening. And I got this new Wicked headset thing, so it feels like I'm calling a NASCAR race. The live stream version of tonight's show is brought to you by Mega Design Group. If you guys are looking for the complete marketing solution, make sure you guys check them out. The podcast version is brought to you by Die Job Apparel. That is your complete intro. How's it going, Melissa? Pretty good. It uh, it was 52 here today, so we kind of almost felt like spring, and then we'll get six inches of snow uh, by Friday. <laughs> now, Travis, you're not in Queens. You're, you're you're not in Australia anymore. Where where are you at right now? I'm in Lexington, Ohio. It was 62 here today. Wow. So. Just near the racetrack, uh, world famous Lexington, Ohio racetrack. Mm, all right, all right. This is just going to hurt. You. This is just going to center of the state. This is going to hurt everyone's feet. We don't. We don't need to know how nice it was there. It was ninety-one degrees and sunny today. Yeah, we <laughs> good. I hope you sweated through your underwear. <laughs> it was extremely hot. <laughs> I was a little bummed. I couldn't get in the pool today. <laughs> Why? I was busy. Very, very busy today. Oh, oh well, that's I guess I did know that. <laughs> I was helping the legend Pepe. It was a it was a good day. Uh thank you guys for getting your uh questions in the chat already. And uh, you know, as we start every interview, gotta ask you, how did you get involved in the sport of BMX, Travis? Um, my parents, uh family, friends of another family famous uh, family in Australia called the Crisp family. Um, I think it was about 1979 when BMX came to Australia. Not 100% sure on that, but I uh, wanted to race motorcycles um, and BMX came, a track opened up right down the street and uh, that was about 1980. I was six years old and I guess that's how it all started. So just family, friends put me... Uh, into it all right so. so if you can give us a give us kind of like a snapshot between the local scene 
in Australia in the local scene in in USA? So, usually, growing up there, one day of the week was the practice night. My local track, Bean Lee, in Queensland, was a Thursday night, and then you would have your pick of the other local tracks to race on a Friday night. That would be the local race on a Friday night. And then usually Sunday was the open meeting or the, uh, or I guess the state race every Sunday we would race locally. So not, not the same scene that you have here with, uh, midweek racing all over the place, but, uh, much, much less people racing over there. So I'm, I'm sure it was just attending to the numbers. But uh, it was a great time and, and a good place to, uh, to learn how to ride a bike for sure. Lots of good tracks uh, in the 80s in Australia, especially Queensland in the southeast area where, where I grew up uh, racing. So it, was a, it was a good time. Now, for a lot of people that don't know, Australia is literally bigger than the United States. And um, I was doing a little digging and uh, found that there's not nearly as many tracks there as there are here. Uh, primarily, you have like tracks kind of around the coast, and it's a, a very long travel time to get to the tracks for racing. Um, so is the national scene like a big thing in Australia? Is the state scene like a big thing there? Like how, how, how does it compare to what we're used to here? So I'm, I'm not 100% sure what it is now, but growing up there, you mainly raced in your state. Mm -hmm. And then one race every year was the national championship. You would all travel to that state and race that weekend. So one main would be the, uh, the national champion. And then you do it all again a year later. So not an actual series um, like there is over here. Mm -hmm. It was just more of a you race your, your local tracks all in your area. Your south, so I was in southeast Queensland. You'd travel interstate if you wanted for more competition. Uh, you'd race the the Southeast Queensland Championship. You race the state championship, the Queensland champion, and then you go to the nationals one one weekend. So um, it's just just the amount of amount of people there and and the distance traveling. What you said earlier mm -hmm. um, makes it more difficult. Um, but I think I think there is a national series they're trying to put together right now, especially for the pros um, with with the Olympics and. Uh, things like that, pushing BMX a little more mainstream. But uh, definitely everyone wants to be over here, I think, uh, because of the series and the access to race all the time. Nice. Um, do, do you travel back to Australia often? or No, it's been uh, not since I was racing. So 2005 was the last time I was there. Okay. And then um, having a son uh, – 2003 my, my parents would come over all the time to watch him grow up basically and mm -hmm. then uh, we had planned it around the COVID time to go over there and then obviously they had crazy restrictions so hopefully within the next year or so we'll be back there um but but no immediate plans um i mean i do miss it but i i love ohio as well i've been here for 20 plus years so hmm. One of just, yeah uh, somehow that is just a, a strange sentence to me <laughs> I love Australia and Ohio. <laughs> That's unique. I, I think it definitely is what you make of it, Melissa. Definitely. Sure. Uh, you're up north, right? So you know the weather situation. Yes, it's it's similar, if not a little bit colder sometimes. <laughs> right. 
Uh, Travis, can you kind of give us a rundown snapshot of your racing career over the years, kind of where you started and where you are today? Yeah, so, uh, so I started in 1980 um, in Lee was my local, uh, local track. They had a couple different, uh, the first basic track, and then they got a, a, a much bigger track, which has become a world-class facility in the last few years. Um, so raced in Southeast Queensland, um, got sponsored at 10 years old for, for racing uh, by a gentleman named Brian Pierce. He was the importer of GT and he had the Pedal Power Clothing Company. Um, I rode for him for several years until my parents got involved and they bought the, the clothing brand from him. Um, so yeah, just raced all over the country in my teen years. Um, I was never national champion. I got a lot of number twos to uh, a Darren Hill, Ryan Scott, Trent Todd as an amateur. Um, and then came over here a few times as a teenager and raced um, at Cole Canyon in Orange County in California. Um, then at some point, uh, a, comp a, a, a track called Ipswich was in uh, bringing American riders over and New Zealand riders to have a, a race, uh, two of each country. Um, and I met a bunch of American pros that way, racing against them. Um, and that kind of made me interested in racing in the United States. So uh, eventually ended up here as a 22 year old. Parents did not want me to do what I was doing, obviously, but uh, <laughs> I think it ended up well, so. <laughs> and did you turn pro over here? Yeah, so I, I came here immediately as an amateur, but uh, just went straight to single A, uh, 1997. Okay. Uh, Santa Barbara, SoCal Nationals, I believe, um, raced a couple single A races. Um, and then some people approached me for sponsorship. I signed with SE. Um, they said, please don't turn. I think it was called double A at the time. So I raced one race in single A there. And I said, there's too much money around. I need to, uh, I need to turn double A. So I, I did that. And I don't regret it at all. It was a great time. Five minutes late. Oh, and we're back. Um, and we're back. So right before... The party got too rowdy. They shut you yeah, down. Right before we come back, what's going to happen when I edit this together, it'll be another one of those f five minutes later from SpongeBob. Um, <laughs> I had to do it last week when DL was on. So welcome to hosting a live show. Um, I do right. it out of a condominium here and we have four other condos here. So welcome in. Um, well, we do what we do. So, uh, before it froze, what I'd, uh, asked Travis was what ultimately got you back into racing again, um, after your time off. So yeah, my, my, uh, my son was going to college to play baseball and it was too much for him, um, around the time of COVID. So I had some, uh, some time on my hands basically. Um, and Tom Johnson, my friend from Florida, previously Connecticut, he, uh, he's always been in my ear about riding again. So got on the mountain bike, which uh, eventually led to the 20 inch, which eventually led to going to pump tracks. And then a BMX track opened close to me in Columbus. Um, people saw me riding online. My, uh, my wife got some content, I think is the word they use now. 
Um, <laughs> we put some video out there. Lots of people like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, but I only know one way to do things. So if I'm going to do it, it's going to lead to being on a racetrack racing. Um, and that didn't turn out very well um, at all. About a year ago, decided to race uh, with a lot of people in my corner, the Dayton uh, Gold Cup qualifier, never raced the Gold Cup being a pro, became an amateur again at 48 years old, 47. I'm not even sure how old I am. I'm old. <laughs> For a BMXer anyway. So Welcome anyway, to the club. race that ra <laughs> race that race. Uh felt amazing. I was on flat pedals. That was probably the worst thing I could have done. Um then uh some people were in my ear again. Go race, go race, got some sponsors. Tom Ritz got involved with pump tracks. Um went to Rock Hill, never seen anything like that five meter hill especially the eight meter hill the track is amazing it's like racing on a i don't know what it's so fast it's faster than riding on blacktop um and that ended in a big crash broke my hip in half oh but i'm i'm 100 percent healed now um and i'm ready to get back at it i probably won't visit any big hill tracks until the end of the year but uh uh my idea is to race again this year. Tom is backing me again. Mm -hmm. um, Hydrogen have stepped up with a frame for me. Um, Lisa has been great uh, down in Florida. Yeah, we had her on her, uh, a few months ago. Yeah. Funny story. Fantastic lady. Funny yeah, story. Sorry. The internet crashed that night, too. But that was from a hurricane because we actually did. It the whole did. That's right. We did the show through the whole second hurricane down here in Florida. Didn't even know. There you go. Yeah, it was a good time. Actually, she was the one get like on the yeah. She was on the other coast with the with the bad hurricane. It was the week before the uh, Daytona right. state race. Now, how awesome is that frame though? The, the amazing. Oh. Not like anything I've ever ridden. Um, Technology is a little different now than two thousand and five. So yeah, great great to uh, be able to ride that bike. Um, so stiff, so light, so strong. Just starting to get used to used to it. I've had it about a month now. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's a hopefully have a good good year ahead. <laughs> Keep it on two wheels, all that good stuff. So, what class are you currently racing? Forty six to fifty <sighs> expert, I believe, is what it's called. But it's just a bunch of old guys trying to go fast i believe thank god you're in the class above well fuck i gotta race in july yeah i was like oh, mm, you mean until next year <laughs> and until july i gotta race oh that's... well this well next season yeah yeah this july i gotta race with him oh jesus so maybe in daytona we can race at the end of the year <laughs> yeah uh yeah we're down here absolutely um, okay do, do you do you still keep up uh currently with the the australian pros that you raced with um a little bit um i have a trainer that's helping me out the same guy that helped me out uh 15 20 years ago sean scott um i raced against his his uh younger brother um and then there's a couple other amateurs that i raced against that turned pro when i did on in australia um just through facebook and social media mm -hmm. instagram it's it's so easy to to get caught up with what somebody's doing. So uh, definitely, definitely. It's, it's made the world so much smaller. And then BMX being a small 
group of people. It's just made it so easy to see what everyone's doing. And sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's a bad thing, but um, technology is not going away. So, right. Uh, Melissa, do, do you have any questions for the uh, chat check in? I know we had to kind of take a break there real quick, but I know we have some shout outs in there. So, um, uh, we'll toss it over to Melissa brought to you by our friends at BMX rocks photography. And, uh, we'll let Melissa take it away here. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to say hi to, uh, and thanks to everybody for sticking with us. Uh, Dave Blauer and Damon Tucson's in the chat with us, Sean Gifford, Carl Stahl, um, Rick Carter, Billy with gate nine number plates is in there. Uh, everybody is very impressed with Justin's wardrobe choice this evening. <laughs> I think it's they're debating between who died and, well, we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> let's see what else we got in here. Um, Tom Ritz says, what's up? We were just talking about him. Um, Nick Valencia is tuning in. We appreciate that. Uh, Carl had made a point to your question about... Uh, I'm trying to remember what the question was. Uh, racing the World Cup qualifier. And he said, do what you like. It's like going to another state qualifier and stealing points from those racers that are, it's all in your head. I like that analogy. Point. I like that analogy. I do. Uh, Brian Fell with Mega Designs with us. He says uh, it meant more when it was also the national championship for amateurs. So that makes sense. Um, Mr. Chris Beer is also in the chat with us. Noah and Drake are checking in from Punta Gorda. They're racing tonight. They're actually hanging out with Justin this week. Um, Tony Stillinger says, what's up? Mike Soda says, BWH, for those of you who know, you know. Um, Tom. Ritz wants Travis to let us know how many times do people mistake him for Skelly from the lead singer of Godsmack. Nobody this week. <laughs> Nobody this week. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Chris Beer made a comment to the chat question too. He says, I say, uh, if you have no plan to attend the world, you should not run the U.S. qualifier. You should let someone that is going to go have your spot. So kind of the other side. All right. Uh, let's see, Noel Finelli says, I like to ride my bike, which I think accounts for just about everybody else in this chat, too. Once in a while, uh, I, like to pedal. I like to pedal mine, too. <laughs> Make it go fast when you can, when well, you can breathe. Well, <laughs> that fast thing is debatable. <laughs> Relative. If it's on a five-meter uh, hill. Tom Johnson over on YouTube says, uh, was Travis in the movie BMX Bandits with Nicole Kidman? No, that's before my time, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that I did see it dig. many times. <laughs> uh, hi to Robert Cardoza, also over on YouTube. Uh, Tina Hayer is with us. Mike Melvin over in California is tuning in. Our good buddies with Valor BMX are tuned in. Uh, Tom also commented that it's great to have Travis back in the sport, which I think we all agree with that. Um, 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 um. Let's see. Oh, you know what? One of the questions that came up, Travis, was um, from Tom, actually. Do you miss the NBL? 
Yes. He and why? He didn't ask me, but I I, I do. <laughs> um. The the first thing is the people. Um, nothing against the ABA back in the day, but they seemed more relaxed and more. I don't even know. I'm not trying to hurt anyone. They seem more genuinely interested in wanting to run the BMX race. Um, I became friends with a, a lot of the people in the NBL. Um, and I couldn't tell you many people in the ABA. Um, so I don't think it was run the same way. ABA seemed straight away like it was a business where the NBL was, I mean, they even advertised they were nonprofit. So people were doing it because they love BMX. And I'm not saying that's the right or the wrong reason to do it, but um, that's kind of the reason I'm back in BMX. I love BMX. So. so it sounds like the right reason to me. Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question or not. Um, I think it does, I think it does. Uh, a couple more shout outs real quick here. Hi to Paul Remington. He's tuning in over on Facebook. Um, Joe Rincon. Another Ohioan, I believe, is uh, over on YouTube. So that's what, what's up. DL is in the chat. He says, uh, comments that you're a fast and smooth guy. That's cool. Uh, I want to say hi to Zach Goss. And then Rick Carter. And Rick, I see your question, but I'm not going to ask. <laughs> he has no way. It's a little inside joke that nobody will get. All right. <laughs> So uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If anybody's got a question uh, for Travis, get it in the chat, and we'll uh, be happy to ask him, most of them anyways. Right. I do screen. <laughs> well, there actually one po I got a, I got one text to me here. Uh, it's from oh, perfect. A, it's from our friend David. Uh, are, you, are you a Ska fan at all? This guy was talking Ska earlier in the week. Um, I mean, I like heavier music, so... Uh, so you're not, all right. Is Social Distortion, is that kind nope. of ska? Not really, no. No, no nope. and way. That That's as close as I would get to... Not uh, at all. Nope, nope, not at all. Nope. All right, <laughs> moving on. You have no idea who Real Big Fish, Mustard Plug, or Mighty Mighty Boss Tones are, so we're just going to move on. That's why I kind of skipped over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh... So, uh, what what do you what do you do for your day job? That's a good question. <laughs> so my <laughs> my wife has a hair salon, so I'm not sure if this ties into the scar. Maybe um, it's an Aveda concept salon. That's a brand um, of an all, all natural hair product. She's had that salon for 14 years now, and at some point, I became a part of that, and I never left. So. I run the salon. I do everything except the hair. So I do the bills, the taxes, make the calls, confirm the appointments, take the money, give the change, just everything. I'm, I, I open the place. I shut the place. Um, so yeah, hair salon. I don't, I'm just going to throw this out there. That's awesome. I love a beta product. And, Fantastic. And, I, and I bet you would also love an Australian accent confirming your appointment too, Melissa. 100%. Yeah, I know it didn't hurt. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with an accent. <laughs> Confirming anything. Right. That's awesome. And I'm sure he gets that all the time. That's yeah. why they put him in the front. <laughs> yes, ma'am. 
Um, <laughs> His wife's a smart lady. <laughs> They've been in business for, I think, what did you say, 14 years? 14 yep. years, yeah. Years. <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's really good. Uh, <laughs> it is a good product, though, too. It is a good product. Model. Yes. It's expensive, but it's good. It's worth it. There you go. I wouldn't know. Yeah, because <laughs> I can see you shaved your head today. <laughs> it's hot down here. Uh. <laughs> I'm not trying to do my hair. Oh, no. But you'll, when, when you start planning to come home, you might want to grow some of that back because it ain't not going to be hot up here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sad thing today. I burnt my armpits. It was hot today. <laughs> uh, how did you... So how how did you end up in uh end up training other BMXers? I think just because I love it. Um mm-hmm. I want to help other people go fast. Um and I like to go fast too. So um as a as a young rider, I thought I was as fast as I could go until I met a trainer, the guy who's helping me currently. He helped me for years. Um, and I raced against his brother and he always had something on me and I didn't know what it was. It was, he was just training in a smarter way than I was. I was just riding hills. I wasn't doing anything else and riding a track, lifting weights, but it's, it's the way you do it in a certain order makes you faster. Um, I'm doing it again now, trying to get back to the fountain of youth or I don't even know what the name is for it, but Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're in Florida, the Fountain of Youth is called testosterone replacement therapy. It's on every corner. I mean, literally, you can trip and goddamn fall down here and find one of those clinics. Um, but if you can't and you don't live in Florida uh, and someone is interested in, like, maybe contacting you or getting with you, first of all, do you do virtual or is it all in person or do you do both? I, I can do it all. Um, yeah, technology allows that. Mm-hmm. I can come to you. You can come to me. We can go to a track. It can be all online with obviously what we have now, Zoom calls, emails, texting. Um, yeah, the telephone. I mean, there's there's a hundred different ways to do it anymore. Um, I am not USA BMX certified. Um I'm thinking about it. I've got people in both ears telling mm-hmm. me goods and bads about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to be certified in Australia back in the day. So I think I know what I'm talking about. Um, and then I'm going to race, obviously, for a few years. And hopefully the proof is in the pudding. People can see what you can do as an older guy. Um, and hopefully they can put the trust in that. Um, and then uh, my friend, Sean Scott, the trainer I'm working with now, he is probably going to get involved in it as well. Um, he's been an Australian coach, Olympic coach, uh, D1 coach in Canada. Um, so he he knows what he's doing, obviously. Um, so, yeah, 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 social media can reach out that way. Email, um, Instagram, Facebook, any way. Uh, Tom Johnson can help you out. <laughs> I'm helping him out right now. <laughs> He's a really good advocate. That dude dude hauls ass, by the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He does, for real. Uh, No joke. Um, And and 
just to follow, is there a certain age you focus on or is it just, you know, all age, all class, all? Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Anyone that wants to get faster, wants to get better, I definitely love to help. Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. Great. All aspects, on the bike, off the bike, mental, lifting weights, I, I can do it all. Mm-hmm. What would so, uh, you, go uh, ahead, Melissa? Go ahead, honey. You go ahead. No, nope. no, you go ahead. Uh, your your best recommendation. Uh, we're gonna go forty and over. All right. Sorry for those. Okay, let's go thirty-five and over. Okay, because there's that's pretty much our <laughs> make dem- yourself feel better. <laughs> well, it's our demographic. Okay, uh, thirty-five and over. The best training tip. We ask this of everyone that comes on the show. That's a trainer or a coach. Uh, the best training tip you can give that person. Uh, male or female, doesn't matter, uh, you know, to help them with racing. There's probably, I hate to say one thing, probably two things, but Take two. I would Go ahead. say two. Um, any kind of stationary bike, whether it's a, uh, a geared bike or it's a BMX bike on rollers, that is going to smooth out your, your pedaling system. Mm-hmm. Um, and that correlates straight away to your first five or six cranks, the most important of a BMX. And then any kind of weight training, um, incorporating Olympic lifts is going to be the other thing. If you can do those two things um, at the right time. You're going to promote that muscle growth that you had as a younger person. Um, and you're going to be faster for sure. Right. I'm not sure if that is in line with what Dominguez or Renato would say, but that's what I think. Well, I mean, it's all right in there. Everyone always comes around to just being on a, a bike, a, 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 it doesn't matter, stationary or a pedal bike. It doesn't matter. Just be there. Right. Be on it. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you got to like put the miles I, in. And you, the has said, go ahead, please. You, you've got to put the miles in and you've got to lift the weight. I mean, it's that simple. It's hard work. And, if you want to do it, it's going to, you're going to get results. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like DL has echoed that too. His, his big thing is get on your bike and ride, but then you also have to balance nutrition and gym time and all that stuff to really get the whole picture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you, you can't be one sided at all in BMX, even though you're racing on a track for 30 seconds, there's so much more to it. So I wish it was 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> starts off that way that's always in my goal that's always in my mind when we're in the gate 30 seconds that's all i gotta do (laughs) i mean the battle of the podcast between rick carter and i I think that was a 48 second lap time up there in uh saint cloud but i mean i'm not gonna argue we got the most mic time out of that whole lap and the rest of them finished around 30 anyway um we have all the contact scrolling on the bottom of the screen and Chris is putting it in the uh, chat too so people can get a hold of you and it'll also it'll also be in the show notes for the podcast version and the YouTube so you guys can contact Travis if you guys are interested in getting your training tips and you want to start a program with him Um, coming in uh, got another question for you how much how much does the training differ from today than it was when you were a double a pro um 
I think it's the same. Basically, you're doing the same things. The the big difference I see now is you have to make adjustments from the the flat hill racing to the big hill. So so that that's all up to the competitor. If you're going to compete on the big hill, the 8 meter or the 5 meter, you have to train a little bit different as far as I think the gearing um and the crank length maybe. Um other than that, I think it's still doing the hard work. Um at home, doing the sprints, doing the the lifting, doing the stationary bike stuff. Um, obviously, the group, the gate is it's a little different. It used to be, you know, riders ready, watch the lights, beep beep beep, or whatever. Now this random thing is a little bit different, but there's still the ability to do the slingshot style gate. You just have to be a little quicker to the mark than before. Um, but it's it's pretty much the same. I think you you still got to build the same engine in the off season. And then you still got to rev out the engine during the season. So it's, I think it's the same work. Um, just, just make those adjustments. And then it's still the mental game too. Um, you can be the most amazing rider. If you don't have it between the ears, it doesn't matter. You, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have seen the most amazing kid in practice, not get out of the motos, but it happens. So mm-hmm. Actually, that was the next thing I wanted to ask you about was the mental side. Um, like how much do you feel, you know, the mental side of it is, you know, the most important side or is it less like, is it physical or is it more? Um, cause as this sport has evolved into the Olympics side of it, I feel like myself, uh, there's been more of an emphasis placed on the mental, uh, coaching, the mental side of the sport. Like, how do you feel about that? Um, so, so I was at the at the start of the Olympic programming. I think I was on the long-term team for Australia in 2005 for the 2008 Olympics when I got hurt. Um, and they had sent me to one of those places where, where they talked about the mental part of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say it's probably 40% of it is what I would say. Um, and I've been out of it for, for 15 years. So... Um, I don't, I don't know if that answers your question. No, no, absolutely. It does. It's, yeah. it's not 50-50, but it's probably 40%. If you have the skill set, um, if you think you're fast enough, then it's all a mental game. Um, you, you, you're in lane seven. You wish you had lane two. That's not the way you need to think about it. So okay. you just need to think about, I'm going to win from whatever lane. You know, Obviously, the guy on the inside has got the advantage, but you have to make it work from wherever you are. So... Um, the less about other people, the more about you, you can make it. Um, that that's the combination you need. So, so yeah, the mental part is, a, is I would say 40% of the game. Once you're at the race, um, definitely. So that picture that was just up on the screen a few seconds ago, just in, in fairness, sometimes there's a lag for those of you guys watching. So sometimes Melissa and, and, and Travis are a little bit behind, but there is a picture up there of Travis's Jersey. And on that jersey, it had Wendy's. Like, what was that like to be sponsored by, like, a big Big corporate outside sponsor while riding BMX? And did you have, like, a card you could walk into any Wendy's and get anything you wanted to eat? It was amazing. Um, I had a card. I wish it lasted longer. (laughs) The, the one season that the Schwinn team rode for Wendy's. 
Um, I don't, I don't know what else to say. It was great, um, to have a corporate sponsor, be a part of a BMX team. Uh, the year before we were sponsored by Toyota and that was awesome too. I had a vehicle. Um, I, I wish, you know, you, you don't take things, uh, granted and obviously as a 20 something year old you do take them for granted it's just a sponsor next year we'll get another one um and then soon after schwinn was no more so um or not the schwinn that i knew anyway so uh yeah that was great the wendy's deal was great toyota was great schwinn was great it was a, a great time great great people to race with race four um john paul rogers was an awesome team manager at the time lou caparelli brian foster Matt Polkamp, Brandon Meadows. It was a cool crew to race with. Um, I'm not sure if a lot of the listeners know these people or care to know, but it, uh, it's part of BMX history in the early 2000s that uh, I wish was still around today. It was a great company at the time. Um, I think some bad things happened inside the company with the family. I'm not 100% sure on what was going on, but I know there was a lot of money being thrown around at the time. And uh, as a rider, that's a good thing. So, um, yeah, Schwinn was great. The Wendy's deal was amazing. Well, if they don't <laughs> know those names, just, just, just go. Just, just, it's, it's fine. You, you, just fucking, you can fucking leave. Um, <laughs> that's uh, it's kind of my time when I got into the sport. So those are all the names, yourself included, that uh, I was pinning up on my wall. So. Uh, it was it's one it's pretty awesome you know we had Matt on a couple of weeks ago yeah, and now yeah. we have you and and that whole crew you know with that Schwinn group it was amazing and like you guys weren't just killing it on the race side you guys were also killing it over on the freestyle side too um but like y you mentioned um uh, just a second ago they you had your own automobile from Sh uh, uh Toyota right yeah um it's was that crazy. like a thing that everybody got that was racing for Schwinn? I, I don't think so. Um, okay. They had just come out with the Tundra truck. Um, Gangster. And John Paul yeah. got the first vehicle, I believe, in California. Mm -hmm. And then at the Grand Nationals in uh, Tulsa, he handed me the keys and said, you've got this until X race, uh, I believe, of the Christmas Classic. So I had that for a couple of months, and then I was going to hand it off to somebody else so um got the gas car got the car got the, the the truck got the trailer it was amazing to to have that like no questions asked just here you go wow. fantastic so, you just you, mentioned you never think racing bmx would lead to something like that happening yeah right you just mentioned right. the this thing called a gas car that's that that that's pretty amazing yeah that was that was quite a perk yeah i don't think and, the novel. After we, I switched that for the Wendy's card. So not the same, but could you really go into any Wendy's and eat whatever you wanted? Yep, just had to show the card. And was it like a gold card or platinum? Yep. The fuck out of it. Was it really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's awesome. That's pretty cool. <laughs> what the? That's as rad. long as you like Wendy's, right? Well, you know, I grew up in a really small town, and when Wednesday, when Wendy showed up, it was like a big deal. So we were pretty excited. So yeah, yeah. I feel like you would gain a love for Wendy's if it were effing free. 
So, so on, on the jersey there, the, the other corporate sponsor was Right Guard Extreme. So we got deodorant and shaving products and all kinds of stuff like that. Shaving cream coming in the mail every month or so. That was amazing too. How many pair of Airwalk shoes did you have? Too many. Alan Foster was, was uh, an amazing BMX sponsor to have. So uh, I don't know if he's watching or he'll ever hear this, but he... <laughs> They were actually my sponsor in Australia uh, prior uh, to coming to the United States. And then when I raced for SE, he sponsored me. And then it was a Schwinn team sponsor. Um, So, yeah, that was another great sponsor through BMX, through family, through friends um, that I love to have as well. Great shoes. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many, too many pairs of shoes. Um, And they were at the tail end of the clip-in shoes. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all oh i got some questions in a few minutes we're gonna talk about and we are definitely gonna piss some people off travis because we are from the same era okay uh now first one let's just fire this one off right now uh let's let's go melissa let's go i'm, I'm right behind you you know what let's just do the clip question do you think clips make racing oh, better yeah. than flat racing it's it's just different to be on clips. I don't know if it's better. Um, it's not the same racing. I don't I don't know if that's the answer you're looking for, but it's you don't race the same when you're attached to your bike as when you're not. So the the tracks are different now too. Right. Not all the tracks, but with the slurry coating and the big hills, it's just different now as well. So yeah. So much has changed that I think you need to be clipped in if you're going to be competitive. If you don't care about winning in the expert class, it's not as big of a deal. Um, but obviously being a pro rider, it's even at the end of my career, everyone everyone was clipped in because the young generation clipped in. Um, Airwalk made a, a regular shoe with a clip on the bottom for us because of that. Um, that was my first clip shoe, FYI. Yeah, um, we did not want that to happen to BMX, but it happened. So that's a great answer, though. Uh, like how you just said, you articulated that it was, uh, you know, necessary in the expert class because really, it's that's where it is, right? And and you're right, the 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 tracks kind of cater to it, and that's how you get around. It's still exciting racing. I always say that because right. like this past weekend, I'm sure <laughs> everyone watching uh, right now saw the move that Barry Nobles made in the vet pro class in the last right. turn, you know, and Amazing. it hundred percent. Yeah, and like, it's still exciting. It's still fun. And we, you know, we're still doing it. Um, yeah. if the class, if the, if the tracks were built different, I'm sure we'd still be on flats. I mean, that's just where we're at, but that's not where it is. Yeah. He, he could never have done that high, low or double low, whatever it was with, flat shoes he would never have had the speed in and out of that corner to do that right so now here here comes the next one um what are, what are your thoughts on the uh current state of professional bmx racing and i love leaving this as a broad stroke question because you can take it in any direction you want travis you can take it in sponsorship sanctionship racing itself take it away gosh um professional racing right now 
it it's great to watch but it it looks very dangerous to me because of the size of the hill and because of the shoes um and because of this and both those things accumulate to the new speeds that they're going i'm not sure how fast if they're going 35 mile an hour or so um it, it just looks dangerous to me um a lot of people have been hurt i believe and you, you don't really hear about that you just see someone's hurt they come back several months later um i i i'm not sure if the compensation is there um if you do get hurt or putting your, your yourself on the line um as it was 15 years ago um that's my biggest concern um but the the racing is great um it's in the Olympics. It's on TV with that, but it's it's not like it used to be on TV all the time on the on the NBL Road to Glory. The ABA had the Monster Cross on TV. Um, we weren't clipped in then. We were on small hills. It was good racing then too. Um, so I'm not I'm not sure about the evolution. Um, I love I love watching it now. It just it looks really dangerous, and I got hurt myself. Um, on the five meter hill going faster than I've ever gone before as a, a 47 year old out of control with flat pedals. I, I should have been clipped in if I didn't know more about um, what I was getting into. So I'm not sure if, if that answers your question or not. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you, you, you race the downhill series. Yeah. And I, I'm glad I wasn't clipped in because <laughs> um the tracks of the, so the big difference I think between those tracks and what there is now is they weren't prepared the same. And it's a, it was a different kind of speed because the dirt was loose and you could slow down much quicker. Now, if you don't use your disc brakes, which I have disc brakes on my new bike, it's, it's a whole different animal to try and slow down on these new tracks. I mean, I saw 10 or 15 people fly off that, second and third corner at Olsmar and it looked like they were going 10 feet into the air and landing in someone's tent it was just crazy the speed they were carrying and they couldn't slow down because it happened so fast yeah. um I, I, it's just a different animal now I mean you've got to be all in you've got to love BMX um yeah it's it's uh, it's just different now okay what you got Melissa yes it is uh, well, it was a slight change of subject, but, um, chat question, Brandon Dollar was wondering, Travis, what is your current favorite track? I haven't been to many tracks recently. Um, I joined Westerville in Columbus because it was close to me. It's a brand new track. Um, I've always loved Akron in Ohio, um, that was kind of my local track when I moved here from California in, oh gosh, 1999, I believe. And then my sponsor, Tom Ritz, Pump Tracks, can I plug him? He yeah. rebuilt that track a year Please or so do. ago for the national they had there. Um, so I guess Akron is my, my favorite spot to go. Um, Rock Hill was amazing until I fell off um, last March just because the speeds there were crazy. Um, I'm going to visit some more old tracks like uh, Nashville, Louisville. Looks like they're having a rebuild. I'm going to visit that this year. 
Um, going to come down a Daytona and race against uh, this guy here. Uh, what about any Michigan fans if everything stays uh, intact? Um, but I'm going to say Akron. It's always been a, a favorite of mine. It's not too far from me. Um, I love that new slurry surface. Um, yeah, Akron. I'm going to say Akron. I'll take- I think that's where that guy's from too. Yes, it is actually. He yeah. said that uh, he thinks he raced you once last season. Oh, there we go. I spent a lot of lot of local time there rehabbing my hip after I broke it. So I'm uh, going to say that's true. I'll take the moment and uh, plug that Tom Ritz is going to be on the show April 12th. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot about that. that one. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And uh, yeah, you, you named some awesome tracks. And uh, Westerville won our um, our March Madness, the ATV March Madness we did for Ohio. So we did a little bracket thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was it was awesome. And we gave uh, thanks to here comes a shameless plug, uh, Die Job Apparel. We made like little uh, signs for the tracks in Michigan and Ohio that we did this at, and we did it all on votes. All uh, everyone got to vote, and uh, they won. And uh, uh, Can Am won in Michigan, so they they got their little signs that they get to hang at their tracks now. So that was pretty cool. I totally forgot about that. That was so much fun. Huh. Hey, that track in Ohio hustled. He was yeah. he was uh, the TO was out there just hitting up like local local uh, 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 businesses to vote and everything. Man, they 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 made they probably dropped Travis's name. To be honest, they're like, hey, <laughs> got this guy. He used to be a pro. He rode for Schwinn and SC. I don't think any of that is true, but I think the gentleman, uh, Chad, he's doing amazing stuff he down is. at Westerville. Yes. And uh, yes. I think that track's going to be something in the future for sure. He's putting a lot of time and effort yep. into that uh, facility. Yeah. They're doing, they're like the whole branding part of that thing. I don't want to get. Uh, too far down a rabbit hole with it but they're yeah yes i agree with you they're doing a lot of really good things there um another question i'd like to ask trev uh being that you've been in the sport a long time and especially like you were you were a pro when like the big sponsors were in it so how how do we get the big sponsorships you know the corporate sponsorships not just the sponsors that are in the sport but how do we get the big sponsors that are not in the sport back in the sport? Man, that's a great question. Um, I, I, I think it's people in the bicycle industry that work at the companies from, from, this is how it happened when I was racing. They went outside of the BMX community and then went to the corporate companies and they showcased the ABL, the NBL and the pro racing, um, and I think they kind of sided it along the Supercross series that was on TV all the time. And we had the NBL, like I said M- earlier, NBL Road to Glo- Glory, the ABA, uh, the Monster Cross series. They kind of made it uh, larger than life. Um, and they kind of wrapped it up into, into one big, big ball. Um, I don't know if, if the Olympics makes uh, outside people shy away from BMX. I'm, I'm not sure if it's just not marketed right because there is one association here the usa bmx i'm, I'm not sure if uh the monopoly has has starved the bmx of the outside sponsor i'm i'm not, I'm not sure i'm not sure if i'm 
I'm, I'm going down the right rabbit hole you say with I, that. I mean, I've talked to a lot of people about this recently. Um, I don't think there's a wrong answer. I mean, right. you know, we, we talk about this a lot on here because we ask pretty much every guest <laughs> yeah. this question. And, you know, it's like, where where do we get the outside sponsors? Is it the sanctions responsibility? And actually, your answer was um, uh, uh, kind of eye-opening because you, you had said that the, 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 the manufacturers, you know, went and kind of piggybacked on, you know, some of the outside sponsors uh, and brought them into right. the sport, which, yeah. you know, um, I, like, I, I know I've heard the stories. Uh, uh, you know, Brian Fell tells me the stories when he was the manager of GT and WD-40 was there and I think, right. I think Saturn, what does it say? Yeah, Saturn, and so on and so forth. You know, they brought in some uh, outside revenue and outside uh, people to the sport. But then, you know, where is it now? Because obviously the dynamics change, tracks change, everything's changed. So, like, where does that fall now? So, like, you're, in, you're, you're in, there's no wrong answer. Your answer is right. Like, I like it. And, and I think the sport is bigger now, but it's it's a different kind of bigger with the Olympics involved. So I'm, um, yeah, I'm not sure if, if there's people at manufacturers that are trying to do that. I mean, um, chase looks like it's affiliated maybe with razor and electric company. Um, I, I, other than that, I'm not sure any other outside sponsors that are, that are involved. So if, yeah, if, That's if the USA BMX isn't bringing them in, um, and then the manufacturers, which, which I don't know much about any of the others than, than that. Um, uh, so it, it, yeah. yeah, it seems a little bit, bit more diluted now. There's a lot more lower end teams, less money, but more spread around. More mm -hmm. people are on teams than previously. I'm just from the outside looking in, but no, that's not, it's not a would, wrong answer. You would, the, you would think the Olympics would have helped, but. I'm not sure because there's countries and things like that involved. If, if they just suck up all the money, I, I don't know. Mm. Sorry. I was just kind of skimming. So I, I, I was skimming the chat real quick to see if anyone had anything there. Um, next question for you. Um, how can we continue to grow, which you, you just mentioned that, you know, you, you've seen the sport since you've come back, you know, it's grown. How do we continue to grow the sport? I, I think there's a, a missing piece there that they got rid of with the single A pros. Um, I cannot agree with you more. As a professional rider, that's, that's the number one piece to keep older riders involved. So when, when something like that happens, it's almost to me, like I hate to say that they're not interested in the pro side of racing, but it almost seems like that is the case. Um, so, so I know they've created these other under 23s and junior men's, but I don't think there's much money involved there. If you're not racing for your country, um, being an, whatever it is, what is the 19 to 27? Well, those are all only, they're only UCI classes. Those aren't even, right. they're not even, they're not even AB like AB or USA BMX classes. They're strictly right. UCI classes, which they only run on Sunday on certain, uh, certain nationals. So like, who? Uh, 
Because I don't even tally the points for that. But uh, you're right. Like, it's just there's not anything over there to do. So you got the uh, uh, junior men, which is the 16-17. Um, uh, and you guys can correct me if I'm right. 16-17? And then you got uh, U23, which is 19-23. And then, you know, 23 and over, you're going to race elite. But that's only on if you're racing the UCI uh, uh, rules. Anything USA BMX, y'all just pros. <laughs> right. You know, so, and, and not real sure, like, where the other points or if there's even points on the elite days, the Fridays and Saturdays for the junior men, because that's a whole different thing. Elite, sure. whatever that like I, I don't even know if that's like if there's points given to that so um we've been t- trying to find that on the uci website too um it's a whole thing but uh those other classes you mentioned the u23 and that and then that those are only uci things and there i don't know how much money's in them but i know like this like when you go to those nationals like Oldsmar that we were just talking about yeah on sunday when you watch elite like half the pros are gone Right. So there can't be because mm-hmm. because the the points don't go and like there ain't that much money there. So it's always interesting to see what happens on those. Yeah. Days. And there's an awful lot of international interest, obviously, because of the Olympics and people traveling to oh, all these races. Oh, yeah. But if if you just take the young American riders, it's it's very difficult, I think, now to graduate from an amateur status to be a professional. So. So, I mean. You bring a good that's a that, you bring a good point up that step now with no single A pro like that's a big that's a massive step right it's impossible I that that was you have you have to spend a couple couple months on the on the the least amount of time to a couple of years to to build whatever it is learning to race against really fast guys that are racing for money that you know they're, they're they're not trying to hurt you but you're racing for money it's different than racing for a trophy or nag one it's it's a different uh mm-hmm. people act different on the track for sure you get closer you bump now you clipped in it's real easy to crash um yeah that that so so when i was talking to someone about this recently the only way I can see would be to do like Florida had some pro-am series or I think Tangent is putting together some stuff like that. Yep. That's yep. one way to keep the interest with the younger kids and keep them amateurs longer, but they're not going to make any money. And if they can get a, you know, a job, a regular job, then that takes their time away from BMX and they're going to fall behind awful quickly. And you have to be awful dedicated to have a, you know, a nine to five job and be a, a fast amateur wanting to be a, a double A or an elite. So um, partnering with a track maybe to do coaching clinics during the week. I mean, to get an income that way, that could be an idea, but there, there's not a lot of ways, you know, to, to do it, you know, really, unless you have a, a great amateur sponsor that will help you through those first couple of rough years. I mean, it, it's difficult. So, right. That's, um, <laughs> Uh, so in the chat, um, we were talking about sponsorships earlier, Jim Bosco made the comment. He says, correct me if I'm wrong, but everyone that races worlds has to pay their own way, whether other countries are paying for their riders 
maybe there should be a sponsorship for the riders that make the team. It's a good suggestion. I feel like we've talked about that before. I, There's just no money there. Well, <laughs> so <laughs> had a conversation on this driving up to Oldsmar. Uh, it's uh, what is it? it's it's just shy of a grand to race the worlds, and I I get what he's saying because you have to buy a world uh, a UCI license, which right, uh, I think it's, uh, and then you have to pay for your race. Uh, it, it obviously you have to get there, so um, and you have to go to a qualifier first, right? Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. like, if this past weekend, you know, that if that was your qualifier, you paid, you did your qualifier, congratulations, you made it. Um, now you've got to, you know, you got your little award, you made your picture, you put it on social media. Now you got to buy your UCI license. Ding. That's the first thing that you're going to be like, what the? It's how much? Mm, how much is it going to cost me to race? You're welcome. You're looking right there. You're looking at a half a thousand dollars before you even get there. Um, right. And uh, yeah, hundred percent. Like, you know, it'd be nice if there was some sponsorship there. Totally agree with it. But um, I always feel this way. Like, there's always people that are going to pay. You know. So. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And next year, <laughs> it's going to be a Rock Hill. Wait for the shit show. Like everyone's gonna show up for it, and I remember because I got back in the to racing the year the worlds were at Rock Hill last time. Oh my God! I had some friends of mine go there, and I remember them telling me this, Travis. The minute they were eliminated, because I had one friend that went into the first turn, his front tire washed out. They're like, "Grab your stuff. You can't be under the tent anymore. We just don't have the room for you." It's just the reality of how it is. It's just that much. It's it's that busy, that crazy, that ha- packed. Like, hey man, thanks for representing us. You got your jersey. You got you got to pay for that jersey too. You know, thanks for hanging out, son. It's not a it's not a USA BMX thing at that level anymore. Thanks for hanging out. Right. Later. Your commissary, your coach is like, you did good. Kind of. You probably shouldn't have ran that tire, that air pressure. But thank you. Good talk. Have a good day. Crushing dreams. <laughs> Just happens. Yeah. It just happens, you know. How many worlds have you went to? I've been to a lot of them as as an amateur. My parents financially were able to take me kind of all over the world to a lot of different ones. Um and then in the United States, once I was here, um the companies I rode for weren't interested in it because I couldn't wear their jersey. So I can see that conflict too now. Um, Mm -hmm. Before I was representing Australia. Um, So my first year in elite, I think it was 96 worlds in England representing Australia and Australia actually picked up the tab. That was amazing. Um, That was a a one-time thing um, representing Australia. And then when I moved here, riding for SE, riding for Schwinn, writing for diamondback they they didn't really want me to go because i wasn't representing them i was representing australia so it was a whole different animal um so i think we're kind of right back where your friend was where um yeah the, the, the it's a different when there's countries involved and 
now there's Olympics and politics and all mm-hmm. that kind of good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's another part of why I think corporate sponsors either will get involved or won't get involved because of the international part of it. So, um, yeah, that's a big rabbit hole. Um, so looking across kind of the, the, the spectrum, um, who do you think would be like a good corporate sponsor for BMX at a national level? In I think the car, United States. car companies for sure, because, uh, with trucks and vans, that's what people take to mm. most people drive to races. Um, whether it's local or interstate, you drive a truck, you take a van full of kids. I think that's the number one. I mean, Schwinn had Toyota. I believe GT had Chevy at some point, Chevy trucks. Um, that would be the, and now everything's going electric. So more than ever, um, I think that would be a good idea. Obviously, but everyone eats burgers. So Wendy's was a fantastic thing. <laughs> you McDonald's involved, Chick-fil-A. I mean, there's some great companies out there. There's lots of chicken. Co- I mean, sky's the limits really it's just just uh trying to get in their budget and trying to get some of their money i think uh, i think when one company goes in it other companies will take notice um it just hasn't happened it looks like for a long time so you think uh that, that's where money is you know corporate corporate america for sure 100 percent um you think the the downhill that you did do you think that could make a comeback in, right like in today's world? Um the the tracks were so much different than anything before. And then most all of them, I think except for the last one I raced in, everyone had flat pedals, so that's another difference. Um most everyone I think was riding on a chromoly bike. There may have been some people with aluminum bikes. Um, there wasn't anything carbon fiber. There wasn't any disc brakes, um, full face helmets, elbow guards, shoulder protectors, chest protectors, knee pads. I mean, I, I could it come back? Of course it can come, come back, but I mean, it's it's gone in a different direction with the Olympics and track. I mean, the same guys are building the tracks, I believe. Um, so they've taken it a step further with the big hills and the mm-hmm. uh, the slurry surface. So they're going just as fast now. It's just uh, it's a little more complicated with the clips and the disc brakes and the carbon fiber. Um, I think BMX was probably left behind with that technology previously. So I'm I'm glad BMX caught up and and is there now uh, I mean, i'm not sure what else can happen with with bike technology um, maybe some suspension maybe i think because a lot of gravel bikes are having suspension now i mean that that might be something but if the track stays so smooth it's it's not necessary um, it would be nice to have on a downhill track a little bit of something for your wrists and your ankles <laughs> right but, uh, I, look i'm ready to start a challenge right now to raise the money to bring back the downhill racing. And I think with everyone that watches the show within three weeks, we probably between the cans of beer that the beer budget BMX show has on the West coast 
um, and everyone else that watches the show, mm-hmm. in three weeks, we're going to have $59.70 for this thing. Um, our next question, I, and Cardoza, I love this question. And I knew, mm-hmm. you, Melissa, even you knew this one was going to come up when he said pro oh, cruiser. Yeah. God, I love you. Um, so what do you think about a lack of pro cruiser in today's racing? Um, so when, when I was racing, I dabbled in it a little bit and the bikes to me, they're so much faster and so much sketchier. I crashed a few times and I said, that's enough for me. So I would rather than bring back single a pro before they would bring back pro cruiser. Um, if it's a, if it's a, another way to get more pros on the gate, I guess that that's a good way to look at it. Um, but like I said, I think they go faster. And then with this other bike size that's out there, this oversize, I mean, I don't even know where to begin with that craziness. Um, that just looks like a cruiser to me as well. So, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Oh man, you just opened a can of worms. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I, I, I always thought watching pro cruiser was like one of the coolest things. Cause it was just, uh, I don't know, man, it's like a different bike, different class. And right. I, I heard, I've heard all of it. Right. Cause, um, you know, I, uh, uh big fan of Dale Holmes podcast. So, you know, I, right. I've heard, <laughs> I've heard it's, you know, it's a second chance or as all the, pros at the time used to call it and everything but extra money i think is a better way to put it that's yep i've heard even referred to as that and but uh you know what it was uh it was it, the dynamic between who would kill it on the 20 and who would kill it on the on the cruiser it was that was what was interesting to me right right and then who didn't show up on the cruiser because they did good on the 20 so you know right that always made it interesting to me and i kind of wish that Maybe, maybe maybe there's an open for pro open or cruiser or some some goddamn thing that we could do. But I, I it would be a lot of fun to see uh, some of the pros on a on a on a pro on a cruiser again. I'm just catching. I up. mean, it's it's another way across the board too, where manufacturers could make more money as well, selling the 24 inch bike again yeah. more than they do now. So, um, look, man. My knees don't exactly bend the same way they used to, and I'm right. having a lot of fun on a cruiser. Like, it's okay. Like, maybe we need that class to entice some of these old guys, me included. Like, the dad's getting back into the racing because they're looking at those 20-inch bikes like, dude, I got to work on Monday. My back doesn't bend that way. My knees don't bend. My ankles don't. Maybe the cruiser right. could be another revenue stream for them, you know? Like, Definitely. Goddamn S squares out there making cruiser, putting a pro on them and like, you know, just it's a lot of money. I just trying to fit sponsors in there. Melissa, is there anything else you have? Trying to uh, hold off a sneeze <laughs> here. Uh so Brian, I don't know if you wanna run down this can of worms, but was kind of asking about a pro open. Well um, within the pro series of races. Well, we have that now with the tangent. So anywhere there's not a, anywhere there's not a pro, uh, um, anywhere there's not a, a pro series, 
they have the Tangent Pro open, but it's the Pro-Am open. So if you, when you look at the schedule, anywhere that there's not a um, Pro National, it's a Pro-Am open. So, like, I think, I, like, what do you think about that, Trav? Yeah, I mean, definitely if you had a bad day in double A and you made the pro open, it was it's just like that cruiser deal. It was another main, another uh, way to make money, another way to get on the track. Get the photo the see. see, they don't run them. They don't run them dual anymore. That is a good. Right. That's a great point <clears throat> that uh, you brought because they don't they don't have those one and the same anymore. Right. They have they have the pro series. Right there, and then whatever, like say, I don't know if I don't know if Bakersfield next weekend is a pro. I don't think it is. I know it's a world qualifier. I don't know if it's a pro race or not, but like that'll be a pro am if it's not a pro. But they right. don't have pro, or they don't have pro open, pro am, whatever. In in the same. That's a good point because I. Uh, I remember at the Christmas Classic watching that too. Well, that's a race. That's a good race right there. Speaking <laughs> speaking of the Christmas Classic, let's cut the shit, Travis. We need the Christmas Classic back, don't we? That would be amazing. Oh, how much fun did you have at that race? I think the the most fun at a race every year was that race for me being from Australia, being in the snow, moving to Ohio, everything. It was just a combination. Sometimes sleep in my own bed, sometimes stay at the hotel mm -hmm. only an hour away from my house. All my friends there, people that have never seen BMX would be there because it was in a big city. You know, you could just walk in and out of the convention center. Um, great track, great atmosphere. First race of the year, so everyone was hyped up for the NBL series, Road to Glory. Yeah, amazing. Not enough good stuff to say about it. My, like, what I remember about it was, like, you didn't even <clears throat> – I didn't do nationals back. Like, not even on my radar back then. But you still went to it if you lived in the Midwest. Right. You just Because they had a, a day where all the states would race each other. Yeah, the, the president, the, the president's cup. president's cup. Yeah, that God. was amazing. And you, why would you leave? Right, you, you just stayed and you raced the yep. national, you know, and it was huge. It was, it was a great That's time. Sucked. Amazing. We're gonna talk for hours after the show is done. I can guarantee it. Uh, Travis, we have to move into one of the funnest, the second funnest part of our show. Actually, it's the third, right? Well, it's the third funnest part of our show. The first part is when we do the interview. The second part is the birthdays. And this is the third funnest part. We're going to do our lightning round. Our lightning round, which is brought to you by our good friends over at Mega Pop-Ups. It's... BrandedPopUps.com, the mission brand of Branded Pop-Ups is to provide any fan that is uh, wanting to look for that pop-up canopy that uh, brings them the branded support. This is the opportunity that you can you can get your branded pop-up at BrandedPopUps.com. Are you ready for this, Melissa? I am. 
Lightning round is we're going to fire off some questions at you. You can't think. You have to answer. Are you ready? Oh, sure. <laughs> uh, All right. First question. Last movie you liked so much you watched it twice. Uh, the new uh, Top Gun, Maverick. That was amazing. That's good. That was good. Your favorite sports team? Wow. <laughs> The New York Yankees. Okay. One sport that you would never try. Um, I'm not sure if it's a sport, um, but it's kind of like skydiving. They put these crazy swing suits on and they fly under bridges. Oh, yeah. Mm. No, thank you. I'm good. Yeah. I don't know if it's a sport, but I've watched a lot of YouTube and I've seen a lot of crazy stuff. And um, Matt Hoffman, I think, was doing some stuff like that, some yep. base jumping, and he was getting into wingsuits. But a lot yeah. of people have died or missing limbs from it. So it looks like a good time, but until you actually uh, get a little closer, it looks crazy. Yeah, I watched a video where I thought it was a good time, and the guy broke both his legs. Yeah. It's like it's a wrap. Uh, one place you'd like to travel to uh, that you've never been to? Um, probably Italy. I would like to go to Italy. I went mm. to uh, to Paris, France a couple times for the world, but never made it to Italy. would just like to see the sights uh, of that country. Uh, what was the last thing you Googled? Last thing I Googled? Um, I think it was the best podcast. <laughs> Do y'all think VMX show? <laughs> <laughs> I I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> uh, hey, that's the truth. All right, favorite thing you like to do on a date with your wife? Um, I think we did it today. We had sushi and drinks. Nice. I hear your wife and I might have something in common. Correct. Yes. We have the same name. Same name, yes. Her name is Melissa also. I like it. Does she go by Missy or is she a strict Melissa? So, little story. Before I met her, when she got out of high school, she told her aunt that she's a big girl now, not to call her Missy anymore. So, she's strict Melissa. So. Yeah, I'm with her. I that was I was never a Missy. No. <laughs> um. Okay, what is the your opinion worst place on Earth? The worst place? Mm-hmm. Oh. Please say the U of M football field. Please say the U of M football field. Justin. Sh- <laughs> uh, I I mean you I'm a Buckeye fan. But... I understand. I've I've been to some places south of the border. Oh, all right. Can I just leave it at that? Yep. South of sure the United can. States border. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, best place on earth. Um, the best place on earth. Goodness. There's a little beach. Uh in northern New South Wales called Byron Bay, where they have uh, 
a lot of dolphins, great surfing, uh, whale watching, drank a lot of beer, hung out with a lot of friends there growing up. That's probably the best place, I would say. That sounds yeah. awesome. Uh, all right, your favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Pretty basic. I don't know about being basic. I mean, you know, it's mine too. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, favorite sport other than BMX? Hmm. Probably motorcycle racing. Um, Supercross is probably my favorite sport. Oh, that's so good because we have a Supercross question later. <laughs> uh, all right, Travis, what is the best way to waste a day? To waste a day? Mm-hmm. Gosh. Um, probably going to a Supercross race would be the best way to waste a day. I'd love to go watch, maybe come up to Michigan and watch uh, – Cooper Webb, destroy Eli Tomac and Chase Sexton. That's what I would like to see. Now, last have maybe, some, maybe. Have some pepperoni pizza, drink a couple <laughs> cold ones. That'd be a good waste of the day. Have my wife there, have my son there, a couple of mates uh, with me. Maybe Tom could be there with his lovely wife. Um, some couple of mates from California could be there as well. That, that would be cool. Wow. I like it. If I'm home by then, Melissa and I are going to crash your party. Um, <laughs> and I'm just going to show up two fist and PBR just screaming for Eli Tomac because his dad's from Michigan. All right. Uh, aluminum, carbon, or chromoly for your frame? Oh, goodness. It has to be aluminum. All right. Uh, Travis, what's your favorite book? My favorite book. Um, I have a couple novels that I've read a lot, um, but I hate to say I spend a lot of time reading the Bible. So the Bible is, uh, is my rock, um, good and bad times. It, it, uh, it puts me back where I need to be. So I'm going to say the Bible. Very nice. Love it. Uh, your favorite guilty pleasure? Um, I guess whiskey. Irish whiskey. <laughs> wow, that's funny. That's uh, same thing for. Well, it's kind of a room. Uh... Mine is an Irish. <laughs> it's, it's, it's Kentucky, but um, all right. There you go. American whiskey. That's good. Yeah. Oh, well. Along with a little Irish here and there too. Um. Okay, what is the most annoying thing about you? The most annoying thing. Think back to what your wife tells you. <laughs> I guess I'm stubborn. That that would be it. Um, I'm trying to always one. get what I want. I'm trying to rule out. I'm trying to win, whatever it is. Whether it's Yahtzee, racing, whatever it is, I'm stubborn. Look, dude, I will cheat Monopoly to win. 
I will cheat when Melissa and her daughter and I are playing. Like that is how competitive I am. I'll stuff the banker. I, dude, I'll stuff no, I don't even have to be the banker. I'll be like, hey, her daughter can be the banker. I'll just take money and stuff it prior to the game, like around the living room that no one knows where I keep it. That's how competitive I am. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> What's your favorite color? Purple. Was it coincidental what? that's what I wore tonight? You're looking amazing. I know. <laughs> I know, he says. <laughs> I don't know what to I say. <laughs> Thank you. I know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, all right, Travis, what talent do you wish you had? Um to heal others and to heal myself. Oh, I don't sure if that's that. a talent. That's kind of what Melissa does for a job. Uh, really, I help people heal themselves. Yeah, no. She's an OT. Oh, I that's don't have a, that kind of power. You're right there. Yeah. See? Helpful. Guiding. <laughs> yeah. That's the closest thing you can get, right? Without being a superhero. Yeah. Yeah. Most of us consider that. You're that, you know. Uh, there you, go. you got a T-shirt that says you are U of M sent home with you. Uh, what's what's well, one... yeah, U of M knows how to treat us. <laughs> what's one thing that people are generally surprised to find out about you? Kind of like a hidden talent, you know, something kind of maybe outside of BMX or something like that. Probably that I moved from Australia to Ohio. They're like, why would you do that? So and then I mentioned it's for my wife, it's for love. So then they shut up about it. But originally they're like, why? You know, because the Gold Coast, it's an amazing, beautiful area where I grew yeah. up. Um, sometimes when you have it all in front of you, you don't see it. You don't care about it the same way as when people visit a place. So I think everything's what you make of it the people you surround yourself with so we we have some uh friends of ours that are actually they're from the great they race from the gold coast right uh i'm not really sure they they follow the show anyway yeah I, i'm pretty sure that's where they are because uh and they are they're sending pictures and links and stuff from their races it's very beautiful there so uh For sure but uh Ohio's beautiful too. It is. Change of seasons and snow on the ground. It doesn't get too hot. Um, yeah. There's a lot of good places to ride, BMX, and then there's a definitely a lot of mountain bike facilities to ride with Rays, and then there's a lot of hills. Come on, bro. Rays. Say Pump no. tracks and there's, there's good stuff everywhere. Look, as wicked as Florida is, there's no pump tracks. Right. There's no Rays, and there's no right. seasons. It's just, I love it here, but there's no snow. There was no snow. There was no so, snow. So you think about it differently when you do have snow. You Yeah. So definitely for me, it helps me focus on what I'm doing with my time. Yeah. I nap a lot in snow. I mean, yeah. not in snow, but when it snows, I nap a lot. <laughs> All right, I think we know the answer to this, but we we'll definitely do. Your favorite supercross rider? 
I'm I'm a I'm on the web train. I have been for a long time. Chad Reed fan previously, then when he was with uh Webb was with Yamaha. I don't know if it's with Yamaha or Troy and then with Factory Yamaha. I could see him just hanging on every word of Chad Reed. And I think uh he's he's the next thing. But there's a lot of good supercross riders now, and those bikes are so fast. I mean that's definitely between the ears there, that sport. There's a lot of mind games and cat and mouse and but yes, I'm a web fan for sure. All right. Uh Vegemite or peanut butter? Oh gosh. Um I always enjoy Vegemite and cheese sandwich on some nice burnt toast. But I eat a lot of peanut butter for the protein reasons in my shakes and at the races with some jelly, it's a good fill fill up. So I, I don't know how to answer that. They're both great for different mm-hmm. reasons. Um, different reasons, yeah. That, that makes sense. Can you, can you explain what Vegemite is to, to, to those that don't? No. So if you go outside in Ohio and get some thawed-out dirt <laughs> and put it on your toast, <laughs> put some salt on the dirt, that's Vegemite. And the only reason you would like it is because you grew up eating it and they tell you what's good for you. But. Oh, it's a lot like spam in the Midwest. Yeah. It's, it's this salty beer extract, I believe, is what it says on the back of the, the label. Did you just say salty beer extract? Yeah. Beer extract. Oh, okay. Like a malt yeast extract. The only way you'd have to just try it and then you can spit it out and say that's disgusting. Um, um, McLean? Yeah, so so Wikipedia says that it's uh, an, a dark brown Australian food spread made from leftover brewer's yeast extract with various vegetable and spice additives. That is, um, that's about it. Yeah. Well, so yeah, spam. Yeah. Minus the meat. <laughs> jo- uh, Josh McLean had some at the uh, Mega Tent, uh, Fells Tent last year at the uh, state championship for Florida. Right. I didn't want nothing to do with that stuff, man. I watched I watched some of them other cats over there trying it. I was like, man, look, I got Verners in Michigan. I'm good. Have a good day. Uh, got one last question Melissa's going to ask you. What do you suppose your favorite Wednesday night live BMX show is? We're here. We're doing it. <laughs> All things BMX. Cool. That's right. Google, Thank YouTube, you so much. Facebook it. <laughs> Travis, thank you so much. Um, man, we had a blast. Um, we're going to run into our Newsmaker segment, Showcase segment trivia, birthdays, and next week's guest. If you would like to hang out with us, we'd love to have you hang out with us. We understand if you have to jump off the show, completely up to you. Uh, but we are going to jump into our Newsmaker segment. Uh, are you able to hang out with us for a few minutes? Yeah, a few hours. It's only uh, 9.45. I like this guy already. Can you just say it's only 9.45? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the shit show after. Time. The shit show after chat is going to be lit tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You do not want to miss that. All right. 
This is like, oh my goodness, it's going to be a late night tonight. No, yeah, 5.15 comes way too early. It always does, hon. It always does. Yes, it does. All right. It is Newsmaker Segment, and uh, our Newsmaker Segment is brought to you by our good friends over at 110 Nutrition. Make sure you guys, if you want the best, make sure you get the best. And uh, it's brought to you by our good friends at 110 Nutrition. And we're going to go to our first bit of Newsmake. And it's brought to you by, or brought to you with our, from our good friends hanging out with us this past weekend. Got to go visit them under the Haro tent. And our friends over there uh, were uh, from the, the intro, the, the Florida Haro team. We're hanging out with Nick and Lindsay and uh, the Carbone Cartel Wheels. It was a good time. Um, so what we do is we like to showcase where Nick and Lindsay are going to be. They're going to make the Florida swing. So uh, I'll be hanging out with them. It'll be a good time. And they're going to be in Charlotte, which is where uh, Noah and Drake were tonight, which they'll be back here soon. They're going to be there March 4th and 5th. What do you got, Melissa? I, I, I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm sorry, but can can we just talk about what he did to his head? Do do you want wow. me, do you want me to pull some pictures up real quick? No, people can go look. Go, they can go find it themselves. He like, tattooed go, his go whole head. Out, go to the captain's Facebook page. Here's your teaser, and go look at what he did to his body. Head. <laughs> it's all done. Yeah, it's a wrap. I mean, it looks amazing. It's it's just uh, it's intense. Good for him. Yeah, a lot of a lot of commitment for sure. A lot of commitment, like forever. <laughs> yeah, but he could grow I his hair. Just, I think it says he sat there for 10 hours. That's crazy. Right. Yeah, but he's got a neck tattoo. Like, as soon as you get a neck tattoo, it don't matter after that. Like, you're good. All right. You Fair. know what I mean? Like, it, there's nothing. I mean, I got tattoos in my armpit and down my arm, back of my calf, like some areas that are tender and... I'm not getting one, well, here. He's got them there. I don't feel like here is any worse than there. So. Probably not. Probably not. I just can't imagine my brain rattling for that long. Right. Like with the buzz, it'd be so loud in your ears. Yeah. Well, when I got the one on my kneecap, like it just started moving. You know, I was like. It just moved, and I can't imagine, like, on your head, just that thin. Anyway. Hopefully. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know the gentleman, but alcohol hopefully was involved. Dude, the only way. Maybe. Can I get a head tattoo before I come home? No. What with a little one? Just a little one? What if I just, like, because you know I still have a head of hair. I just, because it's hot. It's, For now. Like, it's a luscious. I mean, I have really, like. Might not be as good as Travis, but like it's pretty goddamn good hair. But like it could still grow out. What if I just got the Florida like state thing? No, 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 no. Okay, all right. Not on your head. If anyone would like to PayPal me enough money to get that tattoo, I might do it. Uh, <laughs> all right, our next bit of uh, news is coming from our good friends over. At Dirty Knobs Podcast. Coming up sooner than we know, 
It's going to be the Dirty Fest, and we're talking old-school BMX racing. Registration is now open. Dirty Fest is Southern California's premier vintage BMX extravaganza. The entire weekend of April 28th to the 30th is designed for the whole family to hang out and have a good time. We're going to have a blast. We're going to be hanging out, and it's going to be held at Val Lake Resort, KOA's number one campground in lovely wine country in Mother Effin Temecula, California. Temecula. The only thing I think of when I hear of Temecula is the movie The Goods. Go watch it. Vintage BMX racing with classes for everyone, including push bikes, bike show, BMX swap meet, foot down competitions. Dude, they're going to have a championship for foot down. Like, if I could afford an airplane ticket, I'd be out there with a real shitty bike, and I'd just be just kicking. I'd be kicking goddamn titanium spokes out of everyone's bikes. Uh, we're going to have the Colt Pit Bike uh, Derby, and this is going to run right through the Ultimax. Ultimax. They sell balls, balls of every kind. Uh, 80s costume party. How do you not get down with an 80s costume party? It's always a good time. Oh, my wrist bangles. Head on over to Dirty Fest for more information, and you guys can register. We're going to put the links in the chat, and they'll always be in the show notes, so make sure you guys go check it out. You want to take this next one? Yeah, sure. Well, you sure you give me the sad one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, we are here to announce, I'm sure many of you guys probably saw it on Facebook, that uh, temporarily speaking, Okahili BMX has closed. They are sorry for any inconvenience that this is causing. Uh, unfortunately, their track was burglarized uh, yet again. And uh, I am not sure. I don't think we've been privy to the amount of damage or what exactly has taken place, but it's enough that they are unable to race on it and they will be closed until further notice. Yeah. So I would imagine be on the lookout for maybe worker B days or anything they might need as we move forward. So sounds like a pretty shitty situation. Yeah. Kind of a bummer, right? Like just not, I don't know. That's just it's it's not cool. yeah it doesn't make any sense it's not right yeah so you guys um if you're in or around the area make sure you guys head on over there and um you know help out if you can um i don't know message them if they need some help help them out right um and if you guys are a track a team a club or you know if you're like dirty knobs and you're hosting a wicked awesome event Make sure, or as Jane would say, a wicked awesome piss up. Make sure you guys send the event <laughs> info to the show at info at all things BMX show dot com. All right, it's that time in the show, and we're gonna cut over to the second most anticipated part of our show. <laughs> Did you get a good one this week, Melissa? I saw the dude. I saw the question in the in the chat, and shit. I've been DJing for four decades and would have never known. Oh well, then that's a good never, never. Uh, Damon, you're not allowed to answer. (laughs) I feel like he might be able to answer. Okay, it's possible. All right. 
Okay, yes, about that time. So for the winner tonight, I got a sticker pack with all of our sponsors in it and two little vials of some dangerous snacks coming out to you. Uh, I also got a t-shirt from our good buddies at hashtag never give up. Uh, oh my God, their official name just left my brain. Oh my God. Anyway, as soon as it comes back into my brain, I will give them proper credit. Um, and then a backpack to go along there. Uh, all right, this week's question is, what singer has had a Billboard number one hit in each of the last four decades? My daughter's over there signaling them that she knows the answer. <laughs> she thinks she What does. singer has had a Billboard number one hit in each of the last four decades? So, first one in the chat. Hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Uh, all right. Next week, you guys don't want to miss East Coast Legend. Joe Doherty. He's going to be joining us here on the podcast. Uh, he hosts his own podcast show, just so you don't know. And if uh, from now until next week, make sure you go check his podcast out. It's BMX in Our Blood podcast show. And you know what, Melissa? Yes. Actually, do you know what Melissa and Brian Foe? <laughs> Joe was he was a swamp fest and fell was trying to get me to go to swamp fest when we were Olsmar and I'm like no dude no it was an hour north of Olsmar to go to swamp fest and I was like no and then I was looking on the old social media and Joe is up at swamp fest so the funny story about this Travis is uh Joe and I have known each other for what three years now and we've never met face to face and we both have a podcast and he's been at Ray's I've been at Ray's and like we've done all these events kind of around each other fundraising things to help the sport and all this stuff he does a big one man uh, uh um God, he did it a few weeks ago um it's the concussion cause thing but anyway like we just we always crisscross he was an hour away and here, here was a couple of East Coast, Northeast Coast boys hanging out in Florida, and we missed each other again. We missed the big bonfire when they lit everything on fire. The world just gets smaller and smaller. It does, especially, it does. especially when Travis, you know, is there living in Ohio. Like, what the fuck is going on, you know? Um, <laughs> uh, all right, so we're going to go to our... Um, showcase segment and travis what our showcase segment is uh we like to showcase anybody that's doing something in bmx that uh showcases bmx whether it's a, a zine um a website um another podcast uh another live stream show or another blog all right so like whatever it is you got something going on and like send it over to us we like to share it because we're all about making bmx bigger and um I didn't get time to get this one in on the show, but uh, uh, Jenny from the block from uh, Gate 9 has her own blog now. 
uh, sharing all of her travel adventures. Sorry, Jen, I couldn't get all the links and everything in here because I stumbled across your <coughs> your uh, Facebook post. But anyway, go to Jen Sebrel. She's got an awesome blog where she shares all of her stuff. We'll have it on here next week. It'll be way more proper and professional um, where like she shares her crazy travel stories with her and her son and their adventures in BMX. Um, but uh, that's, that's we're going to share that one. The first one we're going to talk about is the Dirty Knobs podcast show. Kind of talked about them earlier, right? Yeah. Dirty Fest. I got to mention. Dirty, yeah. Dirty Knobs is going to host Dirty Fest. Dirty Knobs podcast. You guys make sure you tune in every other week. They got a new episode dropping. Dirty Knobs is posted by, man, I'm talking some legends. Hollywood Mike Miranda. Y'all heard of that guy. James Vicente, he's been on the show. Hollywood's been on the show. We're still waiting for EC Eric Carter to get on the show, but, you know, he's busy doing what legends do, um, and we're going to fit him in when he gets fit in. Uh, they're always coming in each and every other week with a great show, giving you the behind-the-scenes um, stories that uh, they lived during what they call the glory days of BMX. Season right. 2, Episode 4, JV talks about what he has to pick. Uh, it just dropped the other week, so make sure you guys tune in. We're going to put the links in the chat, and they'll also be in the podcast and the live stream links. Our good friends over at the Moms Talk BMX podcast have dropped a new show. Uh, this one's titled Turning Pro with Diana O'Brien. And the ladies get together and uh, answer some questions like, have you ever wondered if your kid would go pro one day, if they will stay interested in BMX long enough to even go pro? Um, if you say yes to those, lucky for you, because they sat down to with Diana. She is the, well, she is the mom of her son, PJ O'Brien, which many of us have probably heard about. And he is uh, one of USA BMX's newest pros this year. So tune in and uh, hear all about that journey. Yep, one of them pros that just made the jump right from amateur to elite. But Travis, good luck to him. Yeah, <laughs> it's a crazy jump. Um, all right, our good friends over at Pure Budget BMX. These guys, I cannot wait to one day take a flight and hang out in the studio at their show and, uh, with no shirt on. Oh, it's the Beer Budget <laughs> BMX show. It's BMX only live streaming open forum show. I binge watched four shows. That's how far I was behind the other day. You're welcome, Rick. Uh, where they discuss all the hot topics, whether it's district moms, people fighting on the track, kids kicking other kids in the goddamn head. It's a good time on that show. I'm telling you, this show is going to be coming in hotter than the bad bitch beach day with Thunder Midget and Homie Mike consistent of tanning beds, tuna, and rice. You'll get that joke if you listen to this last Saturday's show. Tune in. Tune up. Tear your shirt off. It's the Beer Budgie Show. You're welcome, Rick. Mm. I'm telling you, Saturday's show had me dying. 
like the shit Rick was firing off on that show, it was just tuna, goddamn tanning beds and rice. It was awesome. Make sure you guys tune in. Um, and it was before all the craziness happened in Oldsmar. So, uh, yeah, this Saturday is going to be a barn burner. There is kids kicking kids in the head, team sheet trauma. And it's going to be a, it'll be on fire. Tune in this Saturday, beer budget BMX. It's the best plug I can do for you. Melissa, take it away. Uh, next, we want to talk about Lane 8 Podcast. Uh, they put out, Mr. Todd Wilson's put out a new episode titled Brandon Roherrick, Ohio Legend. Yay. Art, maybe. You know him, Travis, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, so him and Todd sat down oh, and uh, had a conversation, and we're going to put that link to uh, their podcast in the chat. How long you know Brandon? Um... I didn't think I've known him very long, but he's known me for a long time, if that makes any sense. I feel that's like our relationship. So, <laughs> so uh, when I started writing again, he I guess he's the hes the pro, the main pro at Akron, my local yeah, yeah. wintertime facility when I was trying to dial my speed up. And mm -hmm. uh, we ended up chatting a couple times for way too long. Um, and he invited me to do a few things, which I've yet to do with him. But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to become friends. And if, as long as he keeps racing, and I think he's going to make the the move to Vet Pro maybe here sometime soon, um, maybe he'll be a force to reckon with on the track again. So, yeah, good guy. He's pretty badass. He still rides Chromali, too, for standards. Yep. yep. Yeah. All right. And, uh, you know, speaking of our former Next week's guest, uh, BMX in our blood podcast. It's going to be episode 138. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's fakey, fakey. It's when you turn your bike around and coast backwards. Uh, fakey master Ian McComer. Uh, it's the brand new show. Make sure you guys check them out. Links will be in the chat. And uh, coming in hot this week, the uh, got the what's he what's he delivering this week, Melissa? It's from uh, well, it looks like he had, uh, I can't, my, his name just, Maurice, bleh, left my brain, put out another vlog, uh, this time with the Gold Cup race in Dayton, part two, this is the main event, so you can go check out, uh, go check out that, um, hosted by Maurice, uh, out of the Midwest, he brings you, uh, gym sessions, BMX sessions, races, training, all sorts of stuff, so, Go check out his channel over on YouTube. Let's cut the shit, Travis. Were you there? What's that? Were you at the Gold Cup the other weekend? No, I was not. Um, I just got my bike from uh, from Tom, my new uh, hydrogen, mm -hmm. just before that, and it wasn't. I didn't have any brakes on it. I didn't have disc brakes on it. That so, that. So you didn't race. I did not race. Look, let's just let's let's be honest. As fast as you go, no one's gonna catch you. I mean, you literally could have just put your foot in the back of your bike and slowed down. <sighs> I haven't ever seen that before. <laughs> yes, you uh, have. So, 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 I know this gentleman, uh, Maurice. 
Yeah, Maurice Adams. Adams. On social media. I think he's from Columbus area. He's at Westerville. Yes. yes. Uh, and uh, I had planned on doing that race, but I never got, like I said, never got my bike together in time. But I went down there the next week to Dayton to break in my bike. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a cool little track, the indoor facility there. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to race there in a couple weeks. They have the first round of the Ohio State Series end of the month coming up. So. Hey, he does he does a lot of stuff. Um, he's always out there filming, putting up stuff. Whether it's like yeah. Melissa said, I think he has his own little company too. He's he's pushing a clothing company. He sponsors a bunch of kids. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Good guy. Yep, he's got his uh, got like two clothing companies or something. But he's also doing tons of other stuff. Make sure you check him out. Uh, yeah. Now he's officially endorsed by uh, Travis himself. Um, it's that time. Uh, it's birthday time. Oh, uh, we got to make that phone call. Let me get in here. And... Well, should we do the, do you want to do the uh, trivia winner first? All right. Go ahead. Because I, I got Laura here. I got to get her to bed. And right. uh, she wants to be the one that announces the, who, what the answer was, if you don't mind. Oh, no, no problem so at all. The question was, let me scroll back up. So I say it correctly. What singer has had a Billboard number one hit in each of the last four decades? I already knew this. It's Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey is the correct answer. And uh, in the chat, a young lady by the name of Lisa White had the correct answer the fastest. So, Lisa, if you could send me your uh, home address, either email it to the show or message us uh from our facebook page and we'll get this out to you eventually <laughs> our mailing department is a little out <laughs> a little little behind <laughs> um before you go right. though i you need to sit here for birthdays too let's call the birthday man himself the legend this is going through Hello. All right. Chris, are you there? Oh, yeah. Hello. All right. Hey. Melissa, can you hear him? Yes. Can, you, can right. you hear me now? All right, Chris. It's time for birthdays. Oh, my God. Okay. How many names over and under are you going <laughs> to? How many am I going to screw up? All right. Take it away, Chris. I have no idea. Probably quite a few. There are very oh. important names on this list this week. Uh, okay. Well, they're all important. Very important names. Take it away. Okay. So, birthdays are brought to you by On Two Wheels. You're you're at the next national. You need some parts for your bike. Go over there and see Jeremy and the folks at On Two Wheels. Tell them all things BMX Show sent you. Uh, I, I don't know what that'll do for you, but hopefully they'll know you heard about them here on the show. So, um, let's see. If you're celebrating your birthday this week, you're celebrating with Matt London, uh, Michael Mack. See, I screwed that up again. Come on, dude. <laughs> oh we gave gosh. you we gave you last week to get ready for this. I know. Whoops. Wait a second. It just screwed up. Uh, all right. There it is. All right. Yeah, yeah that's Michael my cousin, Mack. Michael Mack. I, I, and I knew that because I, I did the same exact thing I did. Anyway, all right. <laughs> uh, Jason Arnold, Chad Lloyd, 
Uh, let's see, John uh, Gorman, uh, Seth Mar Marlowe. Yeah. Uh, let's see here, Sean Lehue, John Tofanelli. Oh my gosh. Uh, Rich Berry, Brian Hogg, uh, Nolan Cardwell. See, we also have Anthony Nolan Gutierrez, I believe. Uh, Ed Millennial, Millennial. I don't know about that one. Lemiel. La Lemieux. Lemiel. Ed Lemiel. Lemiel. Okay. All right. I was going to say, where'd you get Lemiel from? I didn't screw up that bad. Ryan Bunker. John Gabriel, Brian. Wait, wait, wait. Ostwick. What was the last name under Ryan Bunker? Uh, John Gable. Okay. Yeah, I might have said Gabriel. I don't know. <laughs> but it's Gable. <laughs> what? All right. I have to race him every week at Cape Core. You better pronounce his name right. Look, I need every advantage I have because that dude's only like a straight and a half in front of me when we race. Well, all right. Well, you beat him. You mess his name I'll up, you're paying for you, my training with Travis, okay? I was say, you, 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 beat, you beat him, I'll say his name right. Oh, no. Until then, you're paying for my training with Travis. No. <laughs> Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that could be like an open checkbook here. Wait a minute. That could be in trouble. Um, <laughs> let's see. I forgot where I left off here. I think it was Brian Bostwick. <laughs> Dominic Coates. Coates uh, George Andrews. Adam Folk. Mango? And last but not least, Laura. Thank you for not saying person. little. <laughs> little? You're not little. You're tall. I know, but it's just little. Okay. Well, do you want to be called that? No. Right. Little, little Laura, Melissa's daughter, is celebrating her birthday this week. How so every everybody in the chat say happy birthday to Laura. How old are you, Laura? Eleven. Well, happy birthday. Happy yeah. birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, kiddo. Hey, how cool <laughs> hey Laura, how cool Thank you. Good night. Laura, how cool is it that you got to have one of my favorite racers tell you happy birthday? Who was your favorite racer? The guy that's on the show tonight. Way to mess that oh. one throw up there. Dude, I thought you were talking about me. Oh my God! I like you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's Travis. So much happy birthday uh, on you. Uh, <laughs> oh, being funny. Happy right. birthday! Right. Happy Enjoy. birthday, so, Spider-Man! Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Ha happy birthday, Kidaru. Um. Hey, if you want to get your birthday mispronounced on the All Things BMX Show, shoot us an email <laughs> at info at allthingsbmxshow.com. We'll take care of that. Also, make sure you go and subscribe to our YouTube page. That helps us out tremendously. We need that. And 
we'll see you all next week. Have a great week, everybody. And God bless you. Take care. All right. And it's always a great time each and every week that we can hang out here on the All Things BMX show. We appreciate each and every one of you for joining us. And uh, we're going to toss it over to our guest that uh, joined us this evening. Travis, thank you so much for joining us. And we do apologize about our technical difficulty at the beginning of the show. We want to thank all of you guys that hang, uh, hang, hung out with us through our technical difficulties. We're going to have to edit it all back together and we'll post it all of it. But uh, thank you guys again for hanging out with us. But before we end the evening, I would like to hand the show over to our guest for any shout outs and thanks. Um, Travis, please take it away. Thank you guys for having me on tonight. I appreciate that. Um, just uh, starting the second part of my BMX. I'm not sure if it's a racing career, but yeah, getting back into racing uh, with the platform to help others with my training offering. Um, thanks to Tom Ritz, Jason Schiffelbein, um, Pump Tracks and Tom Ritz Designs and my current sponsors, good friends for a long time and uh, continue in the future with them. Uh, Lisa at Hydrogen um, for the amazing bike I've got to race on this year. Um, supportive wife and son. They think I'm crazy, but they obviously always support me. Um, <laughs> again, you guys uh, for having me on. I appreciate it, definitely. Uh, I hope we can have you back on very soon. Uh, and we can discuss some more about the downhill part of your career and, uh, you know, dive into a little bit more of the stories uh, on the Schwinn team and the SE team. Uh, That'll be cool. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Please uh, hang out. Don't leave. Um, yeah. As we exit the show this evening, I want to thank each and every one of you guys for joining us this evening. And as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to our guest, Travis and Melissa, for co-hosting with me. Good night. Happy to be here. God bless. And you say classy, BMX. All right, we're muted. We're out. I'm going to stop the stream. And